to WUM. I'm Butch and and I'm Rod and uh, welcome back to another episode of Well One to Me. Yeah, we're excited to be back. We've had kind of a long hiatus. There was all kinds of weird stuff happening between COVID and health issues and trips and all kinds of stuff. But I think we're back on track and excited. Yes, we are, and we're glad to be here. Hope you're glad that we're back. And um, let's dig in. Today we're going to be uh, walking through Romans chapter 6, which is, by the way, one of my favorite chapters in Romans, chapters 5 and 6, because uh, we we get out of the this is where everybody is phase, and we get into the here's what Jesus has done for you. Yeah, I, I will say the same thing, brother. The much, as much as I've been reading Romans 6 over the last few days, I've been so excited about this because just personally, what, how good this has been for my own walk with him, yeah. but let alone to get to share with other people about it. And, you know, i just been fired up thinking about the setup in Romans 5 and how that makes so much sense for when you read Romans 6. Yes. You know, that... We just read about how grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life. Mm -hmm. So then when it does flow into the first few sentences in Romans 6, it makes so much sense, right? Context is king. And I think knowing the questions that Paul's asking Mm -hmm. based on what we ended with in Romans 5 really helps a lot. It really does. And I I see chapter 6 as kind of that, that hinge chapter that kind of transitions into here's where you are presently because of what Jesus has done for you. Uh, You know, chapters one through three, this is our condition under sin. Uh, Chapter four, you, you, you can't work for your salvation. Chapter five, here's what Jesus did. Chapter six, here's where you are right now, currently, presently. And I love it. It, it, It's so encouraging uh, to know that we're free. Oh, and, and chapter 6 nails it, I yes. think. I mean, I get it. Chapter 8 really hammers home some wonderful things about it. But like you said, I think that's a great word picture. You said this is the hinge. Mm-hmm. And chapter 6 kind of is that hinge, yeah. transitioning yes. out of all the horrible things of, oh, geez, this is what Adam did, and we're all subject to it, and right. this is where the world is. But then there's the but. Mm-hmm there's grace and what that grace means and then seeing chapter six that helps you understand chapter seven as well Uh yeah Uh let's jump in man yeah man fired up and you know there's some great truths in chapter six that i think a lot of times people just kind of um don't take the time to to stop and uh meditate on and we're going to see that here today things that just we we take for granted and we um, especially as, as believers, when we allow the world to influence us and we get our theology from the world and from Hallmark and um, don't really stop to see, well, look at what Paul says about us as followers of Jesus Christ. And uh, I think if we were to take the time to read through this carefully, that would keep us from making a lot of excuses. Yeah, so we're going to read through it. today and we're talk through it a little bit but i think that's a great challenge up front right Mm -hmm. to all of us go back and read this some more yeah don't take our word for it that's something that we probably should say more often here is Mm -hmm. don't take our word for it you're the one that's going to sit on the bama seat all Mm -hmm. by yourself and give an account yes um as a believer in jesus so 
to just trust other Bible teachers without getting in the Word yourself and reading all that, mm -hmm. don't do that. Be good Bereans. Get yes. in. Study God's yes. Word. See that the things that we're telling you is so. Even Paul said that. Yes. Follow me as far as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because he knew there are times when he wasn't. He wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Only Jesus was. But That's right. Let's dive in, Rod. Let's dig in, let's, brother. You want to start? Yeah, heck yeah, I'll start. Right on. Um, I am going to just share from verse 20 and 21 in Romans 5, because I think that sets the stage for Paul's question in verse 1. Absolutely. Chapter 6. So in Romans 5.20, Paul said, Now the law came in to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hey, Butch, did I hear you say that where, where, where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more? Yes, sir. So does that mean if I continue in my sin that there will be greater and greater and greater grace and God will get glorified? <laughs> No, that's why Paul asked this question. That's an, <laughs> we did not do this on purpose. This was accidental. We do not pre-plan these. Rod, that is a perfect setup to Romans 6.1. Because that is the question that you would want to ask. Yes. Right? What shall we say then in chapter 6, verse 1? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And Paul answers it with this meganoita, which is almost like an... A cuss word, yes. no. Absolutely the, not. Yeah, it's like yeah. the strongest way mm -hmm. that you can say in the Greek, no way, Jose, mm -hmm. right? No. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's pretty clear, right? You would think. Just because grace abounds more than the sin did in your life, that doesn't mean that God gets even more glory. Because right. That's another funny concept, right? Mm -hmm. God has everything he needs in and of himself. Yes. He doesn't need us to give him glory. No. We can't. He has it all, that all that's needed. And the grace that's been poured out on it, he poured it all out on us. We don't get more grace just because we sin more. True. But the point of this is the exact opposite. Because he's poured out all this grace on us, then we shouldn't continue in the sin. Right? We've been mm -hmm. buried. This is Paul uses this beautiful mm -hmm. the imagery throughout this chapter, too, about being buried, being baptized, being raised. All these things are part of that whole concept around grace and sin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But don't miss what Paul said, um, especially in verse 2, where he says, May it never be. And then he, he says this, and I think this is where we often read over and run over the Scripture. How shall we, who died to sin, still live in it? Paul says, look, as, as followers of Christ, we've died to sin. Sin should be dead to us. So how is it that we're still living a life of sin when we've died to it? And then he begins to tell us, well, here's how you died to sin, as, as you just read earlier. Yeah, I think, I think you nailed that, Rod. 
we can blow by this way too fast mm -hmm. and not realize what the Lord's trying to impress upon us about how we should be living. Yes. Right? We, we were so enslaved in unrighteousness before mm -hmm. that, you know, all of our thoughts seem to be directed towards, well, how can I do this again? How mm -hmm. can I do that again? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, you literally are enslaved. That's and then now, says. yeah, and now we're not enslaved to that anymore. We're enslaved to him and to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've we're been set dead. Free. Yeah, we're We've dead to that. We've been set free. We are. But we love to resurrect the old self. That's what I've mm -hmm. noticed. The more and more you read this, the more you realize we like to resurrect the old self. Yeah. And bring him back in, even though he's dead and decaying mm -hmm. and should be gone. Yeah. Like weekend at Bernie's, just we just yeah. keep just keep him hanging around. Just, yeah, prop him up in the back of the boat and put him on the couch and some sunglasses on him. Absolutely. And, and it's a dead, decaying body. Yes. It's kind of gross imagery. Mm -hmm. But it but it's so true. It's we have Paul says, "How shall we, who died to sin, still live in it?" That is a we are dead to sin, which is why he says in verse three, "Or don't you know?" Yeah, you yeah. should, like, we should, you should know. You've been baptized mm -hmm. into newness of life. Yes, that's it. Yes. Why go back to the, the, the question right in the middle of these verses seems to me like, mm -hmm. why am I so dumb that I go back to the old thing sometimes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's, yeah. we'll hit that really hard in chapter, in chapter seven. seven. Yes, we will. But right here, there's a don't, don't, we're not trying to think about that right now. And that's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. That's my problem. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, yeah. but sometimes I jump past these little things like <laughs> this, like, wait, 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 yeah. slow down. What God's telling you right now is, look, but you've been baptized into Christ, mm -hmm. into, his, into his death. Yes. And we were buried with him by baptism in, into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too my walk in newness of life. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, in this new life, not the old life. You mean resurrected life. A resurrected life. Like Just Jesus. Just like Jesus. To the glory of the Father. Not to the glory of the flesh. Yeah. Wow. But keep reading. Go ahead to verse 5. Five, and five, five through 7. Okay. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be... Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Don't miss that. Paul's going to say that two more times. If we're dead to sin, we yes. are free from that. Yes. That body of death. Yes. That we keep like the weekend at Bernie. Mm -hmm. And those of you who don't know the reference, you should just look it up online. Don't yeah. go watch the whole movie. Yeah, we're old. Take so a quick peek you know. at the movie and see. This is what we do. Yes. We carry around the dead body with mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. when we don't live in the newness of life that Christ wants for us. That's right. And the thing is, it's oh. a choice. It's a choice. And we're going to see this in just a little bit, but... Sin for the believer in Christ is a choice. Uh, when we say things like, oh, I can never forgive them, that's a choice that we make. If God says that we need to forgive as he has forgiven us and we choose not to forgive, 
It's a choice. It's not that we can't. It's that we choose not to. But don't we do that, Rod? I mean, I was thinking that on the way over today, driving over here. How often do we and fill in the blank with whatever your little pet sin is, mm-hmm. one the right, the one that you're most tempted by. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. Gossip, lust, mm-hmm. pornography, um, cheating, uh, pride, just name any sin and fill in like your favorite pet sin. Look at how often we fool ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like either my own mind, my own flesh, the culture, the world around us, the people we choose to listen to that say stupid stuff like, you're never going to get over that. Mm-hmm. You're, God's forgiven you, but you're never going to get over this temptation. True. You're, gonna, you're always going to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and it reminded me of the AA meetings. And uh, there's, a, there's a Christian version of the AA meetings that's been, that's been Christianized, and um, I got to sit in on one of those just to kind of uh, kind of do an evaluation. And one thing I noticed is that the, the participants in this Christianized AA meeting uh, would, would get up with their poker chip, you know, hi, my name is so-and-so, and, and I'm a sinner. And my thing is, no, you've been set free. Why do you, why do you continue to wallow in the muck and mire when Jesus has set you free and the Holy Spirit has set you free and can set you free from whatever your sin might be. But to continually say, hi, my name is Rod and, and, I, and I'm a sinner or I, or I watch pornography or whatever it might be or I'm like, whatever it is, whatever the sin is, there was this repetition of wallowing in the past and not realizing your present reality that you're free. That, that nails it. That's what I've been thinking about for the last couple of days about this. It's our identity. You start telling yourself, I identify as yes. a perpetual or, mm-hmm. or a habitual sinner of this specific sin. Yes. Like I heard that when I first stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. I heard people saying all the time, like, I'm an alcoholic. I've been whatever, whatever. I'm like, so you're defining yourself as an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Well, then... How are you going to live in this newness of life if you're defining yourself by a sin that you're not committing anymore? Doesn't the Bible say, whom the Son sets free is free indeed? John 8. Yes, Jesus' words. Yes. And if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. But we don't live like that. because We don't. Because I'm I'm just stuck and I can't do this and I don't want to do this and you don't know how bad they've so and so has hurt me and I can never forget. You Please. can. That's not what we're reading right here. Agreed. That's exactly what Paul's trying to tell us, right? Yeah. That we've been united with him in a death. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection mm-hmm. like his. Yes. Well, if the resurrection like his is the hope that there's no more sin coming, yes. then what are, what are we just hoping for? To be completely sin-free in the next life yeah. and not be thinking about the power of sinning less and less in this life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's our problem. We keep thinking, I'm not really going to sin a whole heck of a lot less in this life. I'm just going to wait mm-hmm. until glory and then mm-hmm. God will take care of all of it. Yeah. That's not how he wants us to live agree. in this life. But don't hear us say that we can get to a point in this life where we will not sin, period, end of sentence. 
because as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to struggle. But we can, uh, as believers, our trajectory ought to be to sin less yep. as we mature. Yeah, and I think that the imagery that's used throughout these last couple of chapters, too, mm-hmm. is about the, is a slave. Yes. And that's where I think we struggle with, I'm still letting myself be enslaved sometimes to things that I'm not enslaved yeah. to anymore. The chains are gone. Yeah, I'm glad you said I've that. I've been set free. Yeah. Yeah. You have been set free. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, uh-huh. you have been set free. Yeah. It is the world, your flesh, or the devil, or his little dominions, or the culture, mm-hmm. or some other baloney telling you that you're still enslaved to that old sin. Right. You are not. Agreed. I love what you said. You said, I am letting myself be a slave. I am am allowing myself. And Paul addresses that in this chapter. Right on. So we have victory over sin. And then look at verses 8 through 11, where Paul says, Now, if you have died with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider, live like, conduct yourselves as those who were dead to sin. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. There it is. It is. It is. Consider ourselves. Not consider that I'm still a slave to this old temptation. Yes. No. Consider myself a slave to God Mm -hmm. and to righteousness. Yeah. Dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We have to change our paradigm. We have to change this way of thinking. It's not that I can. It's that we choose not to. But we can live a life that is pleasing to God. And then he gives a great practical nail of this thing, right? In verse 12. Go for it. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. You know, that's that's the command. Because Because we are free from sin... Because we are, we are, we have victory over death, and we can consider ourselves to be dead to sin and alive to God. Therefore, as a result of that, stop letting sin reign in your mortal body. That's the command. Don't let it reign. That means that that's we good. have the responsibility to say no. That's on you, Rod. It is. He's given you the power. Yes. Right? Through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Through the power of the Spirit. Yes. Through the newness of life, being Mm -hmm. raised like him, we now have the same power in us that was in him. Yes. So stop letting the passions drive us. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing here. It is. It's so easy to blame all these other things. And it's like, Uh that's not what the scriptures are telling us. Yeah. It's... You're letting the passions make you obey. True. But look at what Paul says. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. He says, stop doing it and then don't let it continue. 
stop wallowing in it. That's yeah. what I hear loud and clear, yeah. right? Stop rolling around in it, playing around with it, whatever it is. Don't play with sin. Put kill it. That's what we're supposed to do. Well, wait a minute. It is dead. We got to live like it is dead. Yep. So when it when it raises its ugly head, when this flesh wants to do something, we got to say uh, no. Yeah. And verse thirteen. Go for it. Yeah. Verse this, thir- this is verse thirteen. <laughs> we find it. Um, oh, there it is. Oh, I just read that. And do not go on presenting the members of your body as instruments of sin, as instruments excuse me, of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members, our hands, our feet, our eyes, our mouth, as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Oh, you mean sin doesn't have control of us anymore? Sin shall not be master over you. Where are we then? Are, we're just stuck where we're doing this to ourselves. Yes. Whereas before, it was our father, the devil, who pretty much just led us around by our little passions. Well, what's and our it? pet little sins. <laughs> He's just leading us around like, hey, th- that's what we knew. And right? we, this, we had that, no choice because we were slaves to sin. Slave was our, sin was our master. Yep. And last time I checked, uh, slaves don't have their own wills. They do the will of their master. And so we were slaves to sin. Not anymore, because Christ has redeemed us and set us free and given us this new life. We now have a good master. Yes. Right? Who wants to lead us into righteousness Mm -hmm. and in the newness of life that he talks about, that we might walk in the newness of life. So now we don't, it doesn't have dominion over us anymore. So this stuff, it all led to verse 14. It feels like to me about us talking about how we get fooled so easily and just blow by this. Mm-hmm. This should probably imprint verse 14 right on the inside of my eyelids. Oh, agree. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but you're under grace. That's not right. grace to go sin more. Mm-hmm. The, the whole idea here is that you now have, that grace has, has control over all of it so that yeah. now you can control yeah. the passions that you used to just run buck wild with. Mm-hmm. Now you can go, wait a minute. Yeah. That doesn't have dominion over them. There's no no chains of sin anymore. Mm -mm. Those are gone. No. There's no do this and do this. It's now like like I said, it's it's grace. It is a life of grace. We're not Pavlov's dog anymore. No. Right? That's that's sometimes the way I have tried to think through some of this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the ring the bell and you start salivating because you know this is coming. That sometimes is how sin can be, right? Mm -hmm. Just you have one weird trigger, and next thing you know, you've fallen trapped to it. Yes. But that's something that has dominion over you. Yes, not anymore. Nope. At least we shouldn't allow it to, as Paul says. He said, stop yeah. allowing it exactly. to reign. Um, and then I love what Paul says in verse 15. What then? Shall we sin? We just talked about this. Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? And again, may it never be. Absolutely not. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God 
that though you were, I believe that's past tense. Were, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah past, past tense, All day right? today in the English, that yeah. is past tense. Yeah. yeah. That though you were slaves to sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And, let's see, having been freed from sin, that's past tense. Yeah. We were freed from sin, which means we're free presently. You became slaves of righteousness. And so no longer are we, is our master sin, but now our master is the Lord. And we are slaves of righteousness. And now we have the power to obey him. Yes. Whereas before we did. And, and, and bring glory to him through how we live our life and honor him through how we live our lives. Absolutely. Identifying with him, right? Through the, through the burial yes. and resurrection that Jesus let us be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's pretty good stuff. That'll preach. It does, brother. And I love how Paul even then says in 19, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations, mm-hmm. right? It's hard for our natural mind to yeah. get a hold of it. Which yeah. this, is, this doesn't work in the natural mind. It has to be the mind of Christ That's right. where we start thinking this way. That's for right. just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness... Think about it. Before we came to Jesus, this is how this worked, man. Sin begets sin begets sin and on and on. Yep. And no You're matter right. how much you tried, uh-huh. there are times in my life where I was like, man, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm going to try to figure out how not to do this and anymore. I, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. It, it feels good. It's and, fun. Yeah. And I did it even more. And this is all I know. And I love what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy about, I think it's chapter 2, about those folks who've been ensnared by Satan to do his will and they're not they're not in their right senses and hoping that God would grant them repentance um, we we did what we did because it was natural it's what yeah. we, sinners sin because it's what because we're, we're sinners but, that is the natural man yeah. the natural man is bent towards sin yeah but the spiritual man is bent towards righteousness and those things war against each yes, other they do. Yeah. and this is a war that Jesus fought for us yes and Jesus changed all of that. Um, go ahead, go ahead and finish up to, uh, the, these, these few verses. Uh, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, mm-hmm. so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification, right? Yeah. Which, this, this is what's cool. Paul's not telling us what we were saying earlier, what Rod made very clear we're not saying you're going to be sinless mm-hmm. like you'll never sin in mm-hmm. this life yeah. but if you see what Paul's saying as we continue to present our members as slaves to righteousness that leads to sanctification which is a process of setting us apart mm-hmm. setting us apart for use by Jesus yeah. yeah yeah that means that each and every day we ought to look and act and talk more and more like Jesus, more more today than yesterday, and prayerfully more tomorrow, Lord willing, than today. Sinning less. Sinning less. Not sinless. Yes. But sinning less. As we mature, yep. and as we grow, and realize that we are free. Um, verse 20. For when you were slaves, did you catch that? Of sin. When, when you were. Yeah, when, when you, you were. were yep. Slaves of sin. Tense. 
You were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which from the, from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now, presently, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification. And the outcome, when it's all said and done, even now rather, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, the verses 20 through 23 just mm-hmm. really hit home. Yeah. Like we were we were just slaves at one point. We were just slaves of sin. Just doing what sinners doing do. Doing what we do. Yep. We're free in regard to righteousness, right? Yep. A lot of time, a lot of us, I can tell you, when talk about the old days before I came to Jesus, mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah. I, I was the point of where I almost completely seared my conscience. Like, yeah, so what? Don't care. I love it. It's fun. Whatever I was doing. Absolutely. Having a big and rich time. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But on the way to hell. Yep. That eternal death. That conscious torment to pay for our sins forever. And now looking back, the way Paul words this, but the fruit you were getting at the time from the things of which you are now ashamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So you look back now and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so, so ashamed of yeah. who I was and what I did and what I was thinking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. didn't really care about the wake of destruction and the way. We were ashamed of those things when you look at it now. Yeah, but back then, oh, it was just nasty. Because the but end of those was just death, right? Yeah. You just feel you're in a wallow of muck and mire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now. But now. Right now. Present right now. Mm-hmm. Present tense. Having been freed from sin. Wait, wait, wait. Having been, past tense. Having been freed from sin. Oh, you mean right now I'm free? You're free. You can say no to I sin. Thought I, I thought I'm defined as my ex-sin. Uh, no, you can, choo- sin. you can choose to say no to sin. You have been freed. No longer am I, hi, my name is Rod, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, my name is Rod, and I'm this. No, Jesus has set you free I, from that. I thought it said I'm still a slave of sin no. here, right? Oh, <laughs> See, we that's... become slaves of God. Yes. And the fruit that we get leads to sanctification. And And the the end is eternal life. Yeah, that's the goal, brother. To spend spend eternity with Jesus. Eventually, right? This is what I think is so encouraging, Mm -hmm. too. This struggle's worth it, right? To struggle through and to put these these deeds of the body Mm -hmm. to death, right? We're supposed to mortify the deeds of the flesh, kill it. Mm -hmm. Technically, they're already dead. But isn't it interesting, mm-hmm. Paul commands us to mortify the deeds of the flesh, yeah. to kill it. Put all these things, whatever, mm-hmm. name the sin. Yeah. Drunkenness, lust, gossip, mm-hmm. impurity, name the thing, pride, whatever. Put it to death. Don't fool around with it. Don't play around with it. Agreed. Take it for exactly what is scriptures say it is, yeah. Yeah. dead. Yeah, the old man is dead. The old man has been crucified, but we're still in this flesh. Which, you know, I used to say this flesh, my flesh has been trained, was trained for some 20, 25 plus years in the art of sin. And I might have had a black belt. 
you know. Uh, but well, we could argue over who had the higher degree in black belt yeah, and yeah, sinning, but yeah. Yeah, that's but, probably not the way to do this. But I've been freed from that. And, and we are ashamed of that, Absolutely. right? We don't go back and have this glory days of, let me tell you about how big of a yeah. sinner I was. Yeah, we don't revel in that. No, they're, no. they're ashamed of that. But that's what else is interesting all of a sudden dawned on me. The, the juxtaposition here of we're ashamed of the things we did before we mm-hmm. were saved. Mm-hmm. But now we're not ashamed of the gospel. No. No. Because it leads us to fruit that yes. we bear, right? It leads to sanctification and ultimately... Eternal life. To the eternal life when we are freed completely mm-hmm. of it. When we're in the next life, yeah. we get a new body and a new, completely new mind that doesn't even remember the things that we did so much in so this life. It can't sin. We'll, it, it won't sin. It'll be a glorious time. And, and that, that should give us the hope. Mm-hmm. Right for right here and now, as we lead in for next time when we talk about Romans seven, yeah. where you get in some of that wallowing in this weird cycle, mm-hmm. where you're like, "What mm-hmm. the heck? How yeah. do I get out of this?" Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. But right here, it seems like it's just the factual piece that we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That hey, right now we get, we are going to be bearing fruit that leads to sanctification and ultimately, in the end, eternal life. And that eternal life is so interesting. How many times do you get fooled by that? That's coming. Mm-hmm. When it, no, we have eternal now. life now. It's now. Yeah. I'm not going to die this death again. I already died. That's yes. what it said. Mm-hmm. I died with in the same type of death that Jesus died into. I've already been raised to newness of life. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Positionally, we're in Christ. Yep. Experientially, I'm already we're, seated we're in st- heavenly yes. places yes, we with are. Him. Yes. But that, that's I, our position in Christ. So why do we go back to wallow in the mire? Because we don't take the time to read and realize that Jesus has set us free. And I can see the Lord. Don't forget, hey, don't you know I set you free from that? Why are you going back to that? Why would you do that? Like the dog that returns to his vomit. Well, it goes back to sanctification. We've, we've, we've got to trust the Lord each and every day. Um, and I love what you said earlier about... Um, about this life and the next life. You know, the scripture says that this life is just a vapor that's here for a moment, then boom, it's, it's gone. But eternity, well, it's never, ever going to end. So let's get it right now because that way we'll enjoy that much more the life to come. And even the life now. Yeah, because because this fruit that leads to sanctification, we're not talking about this because it doesn't fit in here exactly, but it does fit mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. in one sense, right? Ephesians 2, when it talks about that God created these works for us to walk in them. Yeah. Before the creation of the world, he created works for that only Rod can walk in. Mm-hmm. And that leads to fruit. That leads yes. to things that are going to... I mean, if he created the works, he's going to mm-hmm. create the... The results of that too. That's, That's not up to you or me. It's just our job is just to walk in the works that He's yeah. prepared beforehand mm-hmm. that we walk. That's in. true. And I may never see the fruit from what I do and what God has called me to do, but that, it's not. It's not for me. 
Yeah, that some, you know, some X fold or whatever fold, mm-hmm. some hundred mm-hmm. fold yeah. of when it all comes to fruition, we yeah. may not know. Yeah. If he doesn't return for a couple more generations, we have no idea mm-hmm. what we've set in motion with the people that we've shared the gospel with right. in this life and how that mm-hmm. can manifold and, and multiply over however long. Yeah, but have I shared the good news that, hey, you can say no to sin and honor honor and glorify God through how you're living your life. And I can say, today. you just did, brother. We mm-hmm. just spent, what, 35 minutes mm-hmm. talking about these things that we need to follow, right? And right. now we're telling other people who's ever listening, mm-hmm. this is the encouragement today. Yeah. Don't go back and wallow in the muck and the mire and the shame and the guilt mm-hmm. of the old butch or rod or yeah. insert your name. Yeah. Wallow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ who died for our sins to set us free. Amen. And we are free. Yeah. Period. There's no asterisk that's yeah. at the bottom of the page. If you choose to vote, no, we are free. It doesn't matter if you're sinning or not. You're free. You're free indeed. You know, I, I, I just had this image of being in the Garden of Eden, hearing the serpent say to, to Eve, has God really said is God really that good? Don't you know that he's trying to keep some things from you? And that's what that's what sin does. That's what Satan does. Oh, well, oh, you you sinned again? Well, don't you know that you're really not that good and you're really not worthy of what, you know, what what Jesus has done for you? You 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 you're really not. You don't deserve that. And we start to wallow in that. But Paul says, "No, we've been freed from sin." And you know, Rod, the more he says this blasphemy as believers, when we say, I'm not worthy of that God did this and that I can't yeah. get over it, you're telling God he's a liar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's another harsh reality of when I continue to go back and say, I can't get over this sin. I can't quit doing that. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You're telling God he's lying because we just read it. We spent an entire chapter here reading through to see. Yeah. No, no, no. Christ did not die in vain. You would be saying he mm-hmm. died in vain then. That's true. And I'm, I'm, to be honest, Rod, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it in my own life. Mm-hmm. And this to me is mm-hmm. so encouraging. I'm like, yeah. this, is, this feels like it was just for me to hear this right today. On. Like, I'm right just on. tired of that wallowing and stuff yeah. and keep doing this stupid cycle. And over like, and over and over. <laughs> yeah, we are free from sin. We can say no to sin. And we can't say the devil made us do it, or our spouse made us do it, or the neighbor made you do it, or whoever else made you do it, fill in the blank. No, we choose to sin. And we can say no, because we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And Paul has said, you are free from sin, having been freed from sin. Having been freed from sin, you are free from sin. If you're a believer in Jesus, if let's make sure. In Jesus Christ. If you're not, this is the encouragement to you right now. Yes. If you're stuck in this and you can't get out, may, mm-hmm. maybe you can't get out because you're not saved. Yeah. And maybe that's the time for you to, to ask God, did I, really, mm-hmm. did I really give myself over to you? Have you really taken control of my life? Yeah. And if you haven't, then that's between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Do that. Mm-hmm. Go to him right now. Make a short account. Yeah. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, amen. Put your hope and trust in him. Yeah, believe the gospel and um, uh, trust Jesus Christ for your salvation. 
Amen. Amen, brother. I think that's a great place to close. I think so, too. We'll yeah. look forward to seeing, catching you up again. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at wum2guys at yahoo.com. We'd love to interact. If you have questions, thoughts, we can be praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got comments. Be praying for us, Feel please. Free. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Rod and I are not the experts. We're just two beggars, you know, that know where to find food, and yeah. we're usually pretty good about helping each other where to find it. Yep, and, and we want to help you find it too. Amen. Amen. Until next time, Lord bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.